What up, what up, and welcome back to On the Break, a basketball podcast brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. It's your host, J-Mac here. It's Josh, Kyle Beats. What's going on, guys? What's up, guys? Good, Glad to be back. It's good to see you guys. Good to have Two you. Two consecutive weeks for me. It's a, it's a record. That is a record. <laughs> finally got it together. Finally got my shit together. As a grown man, it only took me three weeks making a move. I was literally right about to say that. Ah, you're here for a second week in a row. I <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no, glad to be back. How's everything going down in Austin, man? Dude, it's going great. Getting settled in. Uh, finally going to find a spot. I'm bumming off my friend right now, but he's, he's hooking it up. Okay. I hear that uh, traffic has been a problem. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. There's a wreck on 35 today, and it's like there's no other there's no other streets. It's not like DFW where it's spread out. There's literally nowhere to fucking go. So everyone literally forgets how to drive, and it's a shit show. Loses their ass. It's very frustrating. Yeah, that'll happen. That'll definitely it's, happen. It's kind of like being on a team with Jimmy Butler. <laughs> you know what's going to happen, but somehow you're still surprised when it does. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really try to say, stay north of downtown at all times, and I made made the mistake mistake of going south, and it was just a shit show. It's horrible. Makes total sense. I was uh, we were, we just recorded radio here a little while ago, and I was telling Brandon a story. I went to the Mavericks Clippers game the other night. Clippers were in town, and uh, I got I took the train down there, and so typically whenever the train lets out, it lets out to one side of the arena. And so I'll typically walk around to like the plaza or something like that. That way I can, you know, get in a little bit quicker and stuff. And as I'm walking forward, there's people coming at me. Right. And there's these two dudes and they both are walking. They have like North Face jackets on. They have like their hands in their pockets. It's kind of cold outside for Texas anyway. And all of a sudden, one of them looks back. And this is like right as they're getting to me and, and just goes, oh, shit, there she is. And the other one turned around and looked. And then that guy took off running. And then this girl just started running towards me, but he was, you know, chasing that guy and was just screaming, come back here, you son of a bitch. And all this, dude, it was such a scene. It was unbelievable. You, you should have done your boy a solid and clothesline her. Just stick I know. an arm out there. I, dude, it all happened so fast. I didn't know what was going on, and I just wanted to know what was happening. It was such a scene outside of an arena. Justin just lays a Mike Allstott lead block on her. Put the arm out. My luck would have been she would have snapped my, my arm right off or something. Just taking it right off. Was she a big gal? No, she wasn't, but she was pissed. She did not look happy. <laughs> Whatever that guy got into, it's not good. It's not good at all. Yeah, but that was... Dude, I, I do want to talk a little bit about Jimmy Butler, though. What do you guys think about how the, the Sixers have looked with him not playing the last couple of games? Not great. I mean, they they beat... Who did they beat by 30 the other day? They beat... Uh, let's see. Let me pull it up. They absolutely erased the Rockets. The Rockets, yeah. Dude, they beat two, the two, three dog nights out of them. Did you watch that game? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh, dude. They, like, they, it's it's by 30. It didn't even look that close, dude. Um, Harden dropped 37, but they, like, I would put Simmons on him every time, dude. He, he blocked two of his shot, or two of his step back threes. 37 feels like a season low for Harden right now. <laughs> it does, dude. Um, and then did you see that? So Embiid got a bad breakaway block on Harden to end the, end the, um, the first half. And yep. then he like got up and talked trash to it. Dude, I love watching Russ and Giannis and Embiid because they have that old school like Kobe mentality, Jordan mentality. They all just want to win. They don't care who they piss off to do they it. Wanna be com- they want to compete. They don't want to be best friends, which, yeah. which I like, yeah. at least on the court. Yeah, I love that, yeah bunch of warriors really truly not not even the warriors warriors but just that mentality of driving hard buddy buddy i mean yeah. i feel like even lebron and kd are a little more buddy buddy than kobe or michael or some of the elite competitors of all time yeah are. and I, I feel like guys like russ are like that and yeah i think Giannis is like that too yeah yeah i would agree with that i agree i but, saw t- yeah i saw this morning on twitter that james harden hasn't shot at a point with an assist since the 13th of january <laughs> so he's creating for himself he's not coming off the dribble at all no it's ridiculous i think i can't remember i think it was 126 buckets in a row without an assist it's so insane did he finally get <laughs> get one with an assist no not that i know of. okay i didn't think so either the uh when it happened on february or the, sorry january the 13th that was from capella so he was still healthy at that point i think there was one in the sixers game that for some reason the box score didn't count as an exit an assist but that was a point of contention. But other than that, nothing else. Kyle, how do you feel about him tying Kobe? Eh, 
I mean, I feel like it's we'll we'll see where he ends up at the end of the year. I think James Harden can go for end up going for like forty for average forty for the season. It's gonna be tough to get there. What's he averaging right this second? I'll pull it up. I think 36, 30, 37. It's at least 36 or 37. Yep. You know what? Surprising that you brought up Kobe. This team actually looks like those Kobe Lakers where he averaged like 37 a game. Like there's just nobody around him. Eric Gordon used to be a 20-point-per-game scorer. He sucks now, dude. That guy's going to have to do something if they want to do anything. Yeah, but I, I do want to make this point, though, about Hard- I think Harden's is more impressive in some ways, even though the game is favored to his offense, obviously. He's getting a lot of free throws. Um, on the Bill Simmons podcast, I heard him talk about uh, the amount of shots that he's taking per game, which is 23. Jordan took 24 shots per game, and Kobe took 27 shots per game yeah, it's to average that 35. And But the interesting stat is Jordan took 0.6 threes per game. Kobe took four and change, and James Hard. Harden's taking 12. Well, yeah, it was a different game then, though. But, I mean, that's – that's pretty insane that it advanced that quickly, but I mean, that's what it's come down to. But I mean, look at like, we talk about Kevin Durant's greatness all the time. I mean, he's made an absolute name of being a two point jumper shooter, which is just a shot that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, he did. When he first came into the league, he's converted a lot to like free throws and, uh, or excuse me, three point shots and layups. Um, Harden's is a 263 point streak, not bucket streak. Thinking about it, that's, crazy but 263 point streak of unassisted points that's insane man that's still that's still incredible that has to be a record maybe yeah. not but i i just I think that for him, for him to maintain to get to like so to get to 40 because he's not even at averaging 40 yet and then to maintain that for the rest of the way is gonna be tough i don't think that he does it yeah he's gonna at least do 35 though which oh, yeah. i think is with probably nine assists, I mean, he's at so he's averaging thirty six point three. Oh, he's averaging thirty six point three and eight point three. Pretty good. And six and six point six rebounds. I mean, that's that's pretty good. I just don't think that he's going to be able to keep up that pace. I mean, he is yeah. that team. I mean, it's like yeah. the LeBron and Cleveland thing. I mean, he scored sixty one last night, and he's still three point seven points off of that. So oh. it's a far stretch. But if he did that, I mean, that could go down. Even what he's doing now could go down as the best offensive season of all time, depending on how you want to look at it. I mean, Wilt, Wilt greatest greatest all, greatest offensive season of the last 45 years. Yeah. Years. Yeah, it's hard to – I mean, he is averaging eight assists. Wilt I averaged like 20 rebounds that year, but 50 and 20. But, well, yeah. I mean, the assisting is a big deal. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely top three greatest offensive uh, years of all time. Will was also, or Wilt was also bigger than everybody else by three feet, so that helps. Yeah, exactly. Josh, who do you have at your second best season? Is it Kobe or Michael? <laughs> I don't. I wish you wouldn't have asked me that. Uh, <laughs> um, I have no idea, man. I I would have to really look into it and see. It's hard to for me. I am much less of a. Uh, Michael Jordan had to play against tougher defenses because of the hand checking than a lot of other people are because he never had to face double teams. Double teaming was illegal. Waiting for him in his zone was illegal. Kobe did have to face those double teams, and that's why a lot more of his shots were mid-range shots. Jordan had that turnaround, but a lot of the shots that he got were layups and dunks at the rims and free throws because the bigs weren't allowed to rotate as quickly as the bigs against Kobe. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and But there is hand checking. That's a big deal. Um I'd probably still go Michael, um, just because scoring wasn't as prevalent back then. Um, exactly. I think it, I think it went a little bit more prevalent as the years went on, and Michael really paved the road for that. But it's close for me; it's a lot closer than I think a lot of people. Would he play. did it with more twos and less free throws, so I think it's a little more impressive. Even though I didn't get to witness it because that was, I think, late '80s. Yeah. But I think James Harden is more entertaining than both of them, no matter what. Even though it's just ISO ball, I think when he. When he's doing those step back threes, that, I mean that's what the league wants. Oh, absolutely. That's def. I mean the league's been going that way for so long, but it, we talk about that all the time. It's going to revert back in some way, shape, or form at some point. I hope so because I was arguing with my friend. I want to see what you guys think about this. That Ben Simmons can be an elite, an elite player. You can win a championship around Ben Simmons, even though he literally cannot shoot. He said he would have to develop a mid range and at least a, a threat at the three and. I don't think you necessarily have to in today's NBA. What do you guys think? So are you do you you were arguing for it that Ben Simmons can be the first option or that you can build around him? He can him? be the first option. You he you can build around him, meaning 
Oh, no doubt. Put, yeah. If you put th- at least three shooters around him with like a stretch four. Oh, no good, doubt. And good athletes. He's an elite. He's an elite defender. I think, you know, he can go get you 19, seven and seven or 19, 10 and seven all day. The dude is one of tw- 20 best players in the league easily. And it's his second year. Like it's his second yeah, year. Exactly. It, so I have no, there's no doubt in my mind that that dude is going to win a championship if him and Embiid stay together for sure. It will definitely happen. See, I was going to say, um, I don't think that it'll happen in his current situation. Yeah, not with Jimmy Butler on the team. Honestly, oh, they're yeah. playing they're playing better without him. They beat uh, they beat the Spurs, so they beat the Spurs by two without Jimmy Butler, and they beat the Rockets by like thirty and change. But I think it's still it still sticks in my mind that the the Sixers gave away so much bench depth for Jimmy Butler that it, you got to wonder how worth it that was at the end of the day. If they're playing better without him, and uh, they definitely miss like Ilyasova and like. Uh, Robert Covington. They definitely miss Robert, Robert Covington. Covington. That is something Absolutely. they definitely miss. Sorry, 100%. Yeah, yeah, more so Robert Covington because of the defense, dude. He could arguably be as good or a better defender than Jimmy Butler. Dude, yeah. what, Jimmy Butler's under contract for one more year, I believe, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, you have to test that out next year just because of what you gave up for it because I don't sure. think he's a tradable asset at this point. Nah. Not, not, I mean, you're not going to get anything good in return because of the what he – I feel like the tension he's causing all the locker rooms he's been in. I wouldn't want him. I mean, it depends what you give it up for him, right? Like, would you trade? Would you trade Dennis Smith Jr. for the Mavericks for Jimmy Butler? Absolutely not. <laughs> mm, I don't know. I might. I would. I would think about it. Not with think, not with a do core think, of young guys and that asshole. What do you think they're gonna get for DSJ if they really do try to move him? Nothing, I know you don't think they're gonna move him. Nothing that they think they're gonna get for him. That's for nothing they think they're gonna get. That's the answer. That's exactly the answer. That's why I would fucking take Jimmy Butler. So Justin, you tweeted out something from from the on the break uh, Twitter that talked about the Lakers almost got DSJ. Yeah. Almost traded for him. What was the deal with that? Yeah. So uh, they were, I guess, talking to the Mavericks about a possible deal. There's no like names really thrown around specifically for it. I'm tr- I've been trying to think of what that deal would look like on like with the current Lakers situation. Dude, the mm-hmm. only person that hard. would match it up and the only thing that I could think of that would match it up and the Mavs would turn down would be Josh Hart. Yeah, because like, you can't. You don't turn down Lonzo, right? You don't turn down Brandon Ingram, right? No, they're not, they're not getting offered that though. No, they're getting, no. yeah, they're getting offered shit they don't want. That's what I'm saying. Is the only thing that I can think of that the Lakers could have offered them would be Josh Hart. That the that the salaries would relatively match up. Yeah, and I probably I probably want to do that, even though I think Josh Hart is a good player. I do too, but I still think that the Mavericks are going to do themselves a service by seeing what they have in Dennis Smith Jr. It may not yeah, work they out. A, they put a ninth overall pick in him. Yeah, I mean, it may not work out, but it, you have to try. A rebuild is never going to work unless you're trying to make those pieces work at all points in time. Yeah, correct. And Josh Hart is a Honda Civic. He's, like, reliable, but he's never going to be great. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly right. Dennis Jr. is like, what, what is he? Is he like a, a Porsche like a, that has a blown transmission? <laughs> maybe like a 67 Chevy that you keep flooding in. <laughs> you can put it in a new engine and it'll be nice or something. I don't know, man. Uh, he needs time to develop, um, but he won't play because he's mad constantly. So I don't know. It's oh, the name that probably the one person I'm looking at the the Lakers roster right now. Somebody that comes to mind is uh, KCP, Contavious Caldwell Pope. I think that. Would yeah, be- I wouldn't want to do that either, based on what I've seen from him. He's kind of been he's streaky from three. His defense is suspect. I don't think he's hard. been in the right situation though. Yeah, I mean, he was in D- Detroit previously. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I think the Mavs are trying to get creative if they're going to do that trade, and I don't think they're going to find anyone to come to an agreement with them. I yeah. agree with you. But they played well the other – they played – they look they looked good the other night on the floor together, him well, and Luca specifically. They were 0-8. With DeAndre. They were 0-8 after Berea got hurt. So they needed a true point guard on the floor, and they finally got one. Yep. Yeah, yep. that brain, that brain injury is so huge, and it's funny because you only realize that if you're a Mavs fan, not if you're a casual NBA fan. That's not in Dallas. Correct. I don't think a lot of people even knew that JJ Bray is still in this league. Exactly, but he still gets meaningful buckets, and he goes for like twenty randomly in twenty minutes Absolutely. every couple of nights. Uh, I'm at, are y'all going to the game tomorrow by chance? Uh, I'm going on Sunday. 
Yeah. What's tomorrow? Go, uh, Pistons. Pistons. I don't think I'm going to that one. Let me double check my. I'm coming up there also for uh, Bucks on the February 8th and Blazers February 10th. Excellent. We I got. Oh, go ahead. I got Raptors on the 27th, and then I have the Bucks on February 8th. So I'll be going to that one. I think I have that Bucks game as well. So that'll be good. We'll do yeah. some uh, some content type stuff. We were talking about doing a live show for the reaction after the trade deadline passes, Kyle. So that'll be fun. Yeah, hopefully hopefully people can put stuff together. Oh, we'll yeah. We'll see. Oh, it'll happen. It always does. So we'll be doing yeah. that. That'll be a lot of fun. Danny Ainge will be involved. <laughs> always, dude. You know he's going to be involved. They're going to have to move at least Terry Rozier and maybe a couple other pieces. He played well last night. Yeah, for the first time all season. He's been really yeah. strange all year. He played well. Yeah, he's been horrible. It's pretty hard but, uh, to compete behind Kyrie, though, right? It really is. I mean, he's not going to play well while he's while Kyrie's starting on that team. No. But I was going to tell you, I may even uh, may even move down to the lower bowl next year. May oh, join boy. you down there in the one hundreds. All right then. All right then. Grace you with my presence. I would love that. <laughs> you guys need to toss some money my way or something. I don't know what's, what's going on with you two. <laughs> on the side. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, no, you got you got to make that happen. But we'll uh, we'll have a good time at that that game. The, the Bucks game will be good. I can't wait to see Giannis in town. His brother's here, so that's awesome too. His brothers on and plays for the Mavericks. Yes, His brother Thanis. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> he has like six brothers. Name him. We'll name this one Giannis. Uh, name him Thanis. Thanis. Like, I, I hope they all have that exact same name, just with right. a different first letter. <laughs> His brother's Ronis or something. Ronis. All right, that's enough lame jokes. What hey, what else we want to talk what about? What do y'all think about these uh, All Star starting rosters? I don't think there's too much too much argument there. I have a pretty big argument. Okay, well, it's not a guard for West. I know that. <laughs> no, Russell should be in over Harden. No, <laughs> no, not at all. It is Russ and Harden, or, uh, Curry and Harden are locks there. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's at forward. I I really think that it's a no brainer that Anthony Davis gets in over Durant. Even Paul George. Dude, I would put Anthony Davis in over LeBron. I think I'd put Anthony Davis over all three of these guys as well. Yeah. But he's not going to play anyway, right? He's hurt. They came back and said he could be back in about a week. Really? Yeah. I mean, LeBron's hurt too. Didn't uh, yeah, didn't LeBron's he have missed like, a lot of time. I mean, he's missed 11, 12 games. Yeah, he's definitely taking his time on that injury. But didn't yep. didn't AD like have surgery on his thumb or something like that? Wasn't that what it was? It was, yeah, it was a it was a finger injury. Finger injury. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. He's seen a specialist. We'll yeah, see. Of course, yeah. But he's still a starting forward based on the performance he's put on in oh, 2019. Sure. I mean, he's an MVP candidate, even though his team's not that great. So that that'll probably hurt him. But he's still like top four or five. I think I have him at number three. I think I have Harden, Giannis, then him. And well, when the when the media does Giannis, it, it's pretty it's pretty close. I think it's close too. And when the media does it, there's five people that are on on the ballot. Or there's five people that each AP person puts. Oh, so are you talking about my media? top five? This is my top five for MVP. So I mean, if you're, I mean, it's still an honor to at least be on that list, even if you don't yeah, win it. For sure. And I think Anthony Davis is on that list for sure and will be. Yeah, for sure. Um, who's your Who's your top five? I would honestly, I would put Giannis at two. Uh, cause I, I really think James Harden's MVP just because of the offensive performance. And yeah. I mean, he's, they, he's got the team playing well right now. It's James Harden for me. And then Giannis, uh, I'd have to think, I'd have to look at the records. I would probably put Curry three, Paul George at four and probably Kawhi at five. If he, if he keeps, if he plays at least 60, 65 games and they finish first. Would you mind maybe maybe Joel Embiid? Would you mind saying your top three for me one more time? Uh yeah, it was uh, Harden, Giannis, Steph. So you don't have Anthony Davis in your top five? Oh yeah, I'm looking at I'm not looking at Anthony Davis. No, I would go Harden, Giannis, Steph, Anthony Davis, Paul George. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Paul George, I mean, he's second in the league in steals, 27, 28 points a game, shooting well from three. He's playing, I mean, he's playing really well. Yeah, I, I can't really, all right, there's no really, I can give my opinion, but I can't really argue against yours, you know. It's kind of, there's like seven people in there that are toss-ups. 
besides Harden, number one, Giannis, number two. Then I got Anthony Davis, and then I probably have LeBron, and then Steph. Yeah, it's kind of crazy I didn't put LeBron on mine. LeBron's clearly more important to his team than Steph is because if you take Steph off, the Warriors probably still finish fourth seed. If you take LeBron off, the Lakers finish where they did last year, 11th seed. Right. But Steph's having a way better season than LeBron just because he's played a little more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. LeBron and he's, having a great off- and he's given a great offensive season. Yeah. But LeBron was playing well before he got hurt. So if he comes back and he gives me 28, 7, and 7, and they get the four or five seed, I could see LeBron being top two or three yeah. for MVP. Does it feel like Kimba is a stretch a little bit? That's the one I was saying was debatable. That when we when we said we we're gonna look at these lists. Yeah, I feel like that one was I mean, he's having a hell of a season. I can't believe it doesn't sound like the Hornets are gonna look at moving him, and I don't really know why. Because I think it's like the Dennis Smith uh, DSJ syndrome. You can't move move him for what you want. You could definitely They're probably not getting realistic offers. You think well, you yeah. can? Uh, I think he could, but I I would say it'll, it'll probably for what they want. Well, I think it'll probably come more to, as we get towards the trade deadline. Right. There's not the thing is whenever you're moving a superstar like that, or you have to get rid of a superstar, you're not getting that value back. Um, it's just not going to happen. There's nobody in the league that can take Kemba's place that is. At a tradable asset, right? Um, so you have to try and go into rebuild, like get a bunch of draft picks from a non-contender. But that Hornets team stinks, so they need to do that. They do, but Jordan's going to blow every one of those, uh, every one of those draft picks, anyways. Oh, he doesn't choose anymore. Mitch, <laughs> they have Mitch Kupchak yeah. in that front office. He doesn't now. get to. He just goes and practices with the team and tells them how much they suck. Is that his role now? Dude, Michael Jordan is the John Elway of the NBA for sure. Yeah, he really is. Dude, but Jordan could probably still go down there and beat some guys one-on-one if he can get ball first. I would love to see that. So who who would you replace? I, I think Kyrie is definitely a starting guard for the East. Who would you replace Kimball Walker with? That's the thing I can't really put my finger on is I really don't know who else. All would... the depot's injury is oh. uh, devastating because they were actually they were playing well. Yeah. Yeah, I think they came out and said that he had a ruptured quad. Yeah, it was a leg. It looked like a knee injury to me. I saw the, I saw the replay. Yeah. It's a quad, I guess. I didn't look at it. I figured it was an ACL or something. But, yeah, quad would, quad would make sense as well. Yeah, it was probably like a low quad rupture, which means that he tore his quadriceps in half. <laughs> Season ending for sure. Yeah, for sure. Potentially like, career-altering. Dude, it's crazy to me that the body can even fix that. Like, that's yeah. That's well, we but have te- really good technology, really good doctors, really good, really hard training. It can yeah. be done. But he may never be the same, but – I mean, we said the same about Paul George. Took him three or four years to get back to where we thought he was going to be as far as peaking. Yeah, He has a ruptured quad tendon in his right knee. So it's the actual tendon mm. connected to his quad. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. It it was one of those things. I was actually watching that game, and it didn't look like a terrible injury. It didn't look like he fell. He definitely didn't fall right, but it didn't look gruesome or anything. It wasn't like a leg snapping in the first five minutes of a season. That was kind of my thought on it, too. I watched the replay of it, and everybody was like, oh, it's so disgusting and everything. I was like, that doesn't look that big a deal. But I don't know if they, if like the players could see that the muscle was not where it should be or something. I don't know if they could see yeah. more than I could. Yeah, it, just, it looked like he kind of fell on it weird. That was the only thing that I really took away from it. But really? Devastating. But, yeah, I don't really know who else would replace Kimba in this case, though, because Kimba's having a really good year. I'll make an argument for Ben Simmons. I mean, he's averaging 17, 10, and 8. Yeah. Weird. 58% from the from field goal. People, uh, God. He just can't shoot. That Yeah, that's the flavor of when, when you say Ben Simmons, the first or the first thing that comes out of anybody's mouth in rebuttal to you is he can't shoot. He doesn't score. But he averages 18 points right. a game like that <laughs> and almost a triple-double. In his second year, you know, like yeah, that was my argument. Yeah, so um, I I agree, dude. I think Ben Simmons is very for. I think he's underrated, which is crazy. Yeah, we talked that about that. Crazy. We talked about that while you were gone, Kyle. That like somehow he's getting overlooked and overshadowed. He's having a hell of a season. I don't really don't understand. Yeah, I mean, people are. I mean, I'm loving what Luke is doing, and I love what Jokic is doing. But they're having all similar seasons. Yeah. I mean, maybe in different facets, but as far as the st- the numbers, the statistics, to me, I mean, what to me, what Luca's doing is just fascinating for a rookie. I mean, he's all absolutely but, he's all but one rookie of the year already. Absolutely, would you take 
Would you take Ben Simmons or Luca? That's our franchise. Luca. Luca. Yeah. Luca, no doubt. He's I, more of a utility just guy. Way, way better shooter. It's it's hard for me to not cho- choose Ben. Okay, let me make an argument real quick though that Luca is nineteen. Yeah. Ben Simmons is twenty two. So I'm taking Luca for that reason. And he's a way better shooter. His ceiling is higher. Ben Simmons is better right now. Luca's ceiling is higher? Yeah, because Ben Simmons ain't gonna learn how to shoot. But I still think you can win a championship with Ben Simmons. I just think Luca's ceiling is that high. Like, like Luca has MVP caliber talent. I agree with sure. that. I definitely agree with that. I think he's way I, more talented overall. I don't know if Ben Simmons I think Ben Simmons has MVP talent, but I don't think he'll win MVP if he because he's only gonna score eighteen to twenty points a game. I think that he could easily, if he just even gets a floater that's like 15 feet foot floater, if he even gets like a Jason Kidd type of offense, he could easily average 20 to 25. Um, he's also a better defender. He's a better rebounder. Yes. yes. He's a better passer. He has better court vision. Yeah, that's to be seen. Yeah. He, he has better court he has, vision. He has passer. really great vision. Yeah. Uh, Luke um, is a pretty good passer, though. Luke is a better scorer for me, and that's it. Now he is a much much better scorer, but all around, like if you gave me two other factors though, clutch and turnovers. Yeah, actually, Luke kind of has a lot of turnovers, but he's nineteen. Uh, I'm going to keep just reverting to that argument. They're, they're, I mean, they're both in their first and second year. We don't even know what they're going to be yet. You know, like we just know that they're going to be all time greats. That's all we know. But um, Simmons, like Simmons, is your prototypical like you draft because of all all of the tangibles that you want in a player except for that shot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because now I'm arguing against myself in this, but I don't know. Anyways, I think he should be starting on the Eastern conference. I'm uh, such a good arguer, Kyle. If, <laughs> if you, um, if you come and talk to me for a little bit, I'll convince you. Yeah. yeah Laurie, uh, you're, you're there. That's for sure. No. Um, I think it's a. I do think it's a toss-up. I wanted to give the counter argument to Luca. I don't think you'd go wrong with choosing either, and I think they're going to have very similar careers. They're both going to be all-time greats. Yeah, I think so too. Agreed. I, it's just a matter of health and just general injury, or you know, just avoidance of that stuff. You know who I would choose over both of them, though. Lonzo Anthony Ball. Uh, I thought. No. <laughs> I'm just joking. No, oh I would. My God, all right. God. I thought for sure you were going to say Chris Middleton or something. <laughs> oh, I, would choose, I would choose Clay Thompson over both of them right now. Dude, did you guys see Clay, whatever he did the other night, like seven for seven yeah. from three and like a, what was it, 10, 10 or 11 minute stretch? It's just unreal. There's nobody that gets hotter than him in the league. When his feet are set yeah. on a catch and shoot, it's unreal. It at, looks like it's going in every time. Yeah. At the, at their peak, like, NBA jam level, he's on fire. I take him over Steph Curry. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He, Steph, he, Steph's two, though. Yeah, Steph is definitely two. But what was that? He scored like 39 points in a quarter last year and didn't miss a shot. Like, he just – he did that against the flipping Thunder and before Kevin Durant left, he dropped 60 on Kevin Durant. Yep. He's just he's – their, he's their X factor. And that's the hard thing about them is you can't – you, you double-team Steph – you double, you try to stop KD, and then you have Boogie Cousins, and then you stop somehow stop all those, and Clay Thompson goes off for sixty. You know, yeah. We didn't even we didn't even touch on Boogie. He's actually looked pretty good in the couple of games that I've seen him in. He fouled out in the first one. I watched that. Um, he fouled out in like twelve to fourteen minutes. But I mean, he's hitting threes, and when he's doing that, he's such a weapon. They're they're clearly going to win the championship again, barring injury. Dude, absolutely. He's. He looks pretty damn healthy considering the injury he had. For an Achilles, for a big guy like that, he looks very fluid. Very spry. He's, yeah. He's he's still relatively – he was never like elite, elite athleticism. He was like pretty athletic for being a huge guy. But he's actually really skilled. Right. Allow me to paint you a picture of his first basket. <laughs> his first basket was Kevin Durant had the ball, um, free throw line extended on the right side of the right side of the court if you're facing the basket. Boogie came up and set a screen for him, and Kevin Durant went over the screen. Boogie then rolled to the basket and received a dump-off pass from Kevin Durant that, that turned into a dunk. And the reason why it turned into a dunk was because nobody stepped over because the people that were being guarded in the other corner 
were Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Yep. yep. Those are the people that you're okay, supposed to off cheat there. off. That's those are the people that you're supposed to cheat off of in order to stop that pick and roll. That team is unstoppable. Agreed. We've, I mean, we've been discussing this since we started the show. I mean, that's the thing about the Warriors is it's plugging leaks with, you know, trying to plug leaks in a boat. I mean, and then one just springs up after that. You know, it, you can't, you can't contain it all. There's no way to do it. Yeah, and they've won down in a row. They have a two game lead in the conference. They're, they're gonna lock it up, and they're just toying with teams. They'll beat teams like Washington like they did tonight by eight or nine and they'll just fuck around and then when they get to the playoffs and they actually turn it on with a healthy boogie and everybody it's just going to be I mean they'll probably go one or two losses maybe I can't see them losing the playoffs I think <laughs> a single I think, a single game I think they're going to 16-0 it dude <laughs> yeah, I don't that think team I'm, I might I might I might bet you bet you a meal on that <laughs> That is this one of the Kyle West, Justin McCormick, like lower seat meal one, or uh, one game? Oh yeah, this is this is Jack Daniels Club. Jack Daniels Club meal. Three, I will buy you three games. things at the dollar menu at McDonald's, and that's about it. <laughs> what a guy! What a friend! <laughs> no, but I think there's yeah, it's it's got to be somewhere between the Jack Daniels Club and the McDonald's, right? <laughs> there's nothing. Those are the only two. That's it. Okay. Only two establishments we eat at. Now we can, we can figure something out, but they'll lose a game. They'll uh, definitely lose a game, but I I bet you I would think that they wouldn't lose a game up to up until the final start. I mean, that's what happened last year, right? Yeah, yeah. the Western Conference. Yeah, I bet you oh, they yeah. run. Oh, okay, through the mind. it was the year before that they went sixteen and one. Yeah, I bet you they run all the way through the the Western Conference before losing a game, though. Dude, I can't let this go though. Ben Simmons should be starting over Kimball Walker because the Sixers are 15 games over 500 and the Hornets are one game under 500. Yeah. I mean that that is in itself and but what's funny is the Sixers are the 4 seed and the Hornets are the 7 seed. The East is it's a hard it's a hard cutoff after about 5 teams. But as we already talked about that Hornets team stinks. So the yeah. pieces around They're still a playoff team though, quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. How do you guys feel about the individual accolades based upon team, based upon how your team goes? I vacillate back and forth. Like, should you win MVP if your team sucks? It depends. Your team can't suck. You have to at least be in the playoffs for me. Like, it's a hard cutoff at the eight seed for me. Cutoff the There's this. Seed. Yeah. The same argument happens in baseball all the time about the Cy Young winner and whether you, right. know, you have a, an immaculate season or whatever. And then you turn around and don't get the Cy Young award because your team stinks when i mean it's kind of the same thing right but they but in baseball they usually look at okay what's his era and what's his win loss they take i think they take situation into consideration most of the time yeah they get it right a cy, a cy young pitcher can also win you 20 games yeah but if your team like stinks by himself bad, right sure but i mean if your team stinks well, bad enough you play enough games where it doesn't really matter let's sure. look at all the guys we put in i'll look at my top five that i that i just provided you josh so before Rock we start that, Rock, go ahead. Did you like my baseball knowledge I dropped on you, Kyle? Did that give you flashbacks to when I whipped your ass on that podcast? <laughs> God, we we need to go like we need to go to a batting cage or something so I can <laughs> feel better about myself. I all started kind of busted. I all start through seventh grade, baby. T ball, baseball, <laughs> dude. T ball. <laughs> yeah, it was closer to so it was no, it wasn't seventh grade. It was like through machine pitch, and then when I got up to kid pitch, and there was machine. something in my mind. I just dude, couldn't, dude. I couldn't hit that ball. You're the only person that's ever used the phrase machine pitch. Everyone else says coach pitch. Yep. It's T ball, coach pitch, and then and the then kid the pitch. Isn't pitching it though. Yeah, but but everybody else I've ever met has said that you're the only person that said machine pitch, which is what I had. That's you knew, real. You know that's it what it is. Pitch? It's not coach. Coach dropped the ball in a hole. Like what do you what, what do you know it as, Justin? Oh, sl- uh, coach pitch for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's wrong. Hundred percent. It's wrong. It's so funny. I don't know how we found ourselves here, but yeah, sorry. Uh, well, no, but I was just we were talking about the the whole like if you're if your team isn't a playoff team, I mean, does that really do, like say that the Rockets fall out of contention? Does that really diminish what James Harden's done this year? Yeah, if they go nine seed, I, no, it doesn't diminish it, but he'd probably be number two on my list. I don't know why. I just like at the five seed, hundred percent. That's that's good enough for me for what he's doing. But isn't and Giannis, it, clearly? But isn't it like? Don't you feel like 
if you look at like LeBron, like he's carried the team on his back, but most most athletes can't do that, regardless of who they are. LeBron's just a goddamn horse of a specimen. So <laughs> yeah, he's got his busted ass team somehow. They've lost so many games. <laughs> so many. And they're games. still over five hundred. He's gonna have to come back and push him to like the sixth seed so they can get a fucked up matchup like the Nuggets or Thunder. The man right. is responsible for J.R. Smith having a ring for Christ's sakes. I mean, come on. <laughs> What are we doing he's, here? Dude, he's yeah. got a lot of guys paid and, and got guys' rings. James Jones just followed that guy everywhere for like six years. <laughs> it's smart. So did Ray Allen. Um, JR is responsible for him getting swept for the first time in the playoffs, too. Um, Actually, I digress. Um, so for me, it's the college football. Is there unequiv- or is there a player that is unequivocally better than everybody else? If that is the case, I don't care what seed they're in. Um, I don't even th- even this year Harden's not unequivocally better than anybody else. So I, that means- I don't know. I might. I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting caught up in what he's doing from three point line. He's just taking a lot of shots, really. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, guess, I, I guess you're right. You're right. I would I would say that for me, Anthony Davis is close enough, which is not super close, but close enough to where if Anthony Davis makes the playoffs, drives his team to the playoffs, and Harden does not, then I'm taking Anthony Davis or Giannis. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. But right now, the Pelicans are the 12 seed, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, again, I mean, it's the same type of thing, though. I mean, that doesn't really take away from AD necessarily to me. The no. Pelicans being bad. But if, Gian- I mean, if Giannis keeps averaging 30, 13, and 6, and they're the number one team in the NBA, I'm probably giving it to him. So I guess I am a little more biased to the seed. when it's a, yeah. If it's a 1 and a 12, if it's that much of a... sure. Disparity. Yeah, it's a pretty big one. Interesting. Hmm. That's an interesting. I mean, I've always liked seeing that point of view. I disagree with it wholeheartedly, but I, I'm always interested in hearing why that is because a lot of people feel that way about this stuff. I, did, yeah. I mean, that's like if it's even if it was a six and a 12 seed, maybe not, but a one and a 12. Like if you have the best record in the NBA, I mean, is Giannis's talent around him that much better? Than Anthony Davis's, it's a little better. Yeah, it's, it's a little definitely deeper. better. It's a little deeper. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I think but he also has a way better coach. <laughs> That's yeah. true, but the next two or three best players around him aren't that much different. Yeah, Bledsoe and then Middleton, maybe Middleton, Bledsoe, and Holiday and Randall. Yeah, and Brook Lopez. Yeah, so it's it's you're, you're pretty right. That that is probably a a toss up. Um, well, I'm just saying, if you're 22 and 27 versus 34 and 12, I mean, fuck. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I I guess it could go either way, but I see. I definitely see what you're saying, but at the same time, I mean, I just feel like that doesn't. De- I don't. Know, I keep going back to that. I guess it just doesn't feel like it diminishes what Anthony Davis or James Harden or whoever else is doing at that point because it doesn't really seem to. I mean, it's still fucking incredible. I mean, James Harden's a volume shooter. And that's my biggest complaint with Kobe is that he's just a volume shooter. And that's another argument for another day that we will have. And we keep pushing that off, but we will. Will we? No, we I definitely will. I can't wait to have it. I know. <laughs> I know. We just need to find like a slow time for that to happen. Like maybe after the all-star break or something. But I'm NBA. just saying. NBA.com. Yeah. NBA.com. They're like number one advanced um, advanced stat that they try to base a lot of things off of. It's called player impact estimate. This is what the player does for the uh, for the team on the court, defensively and offensively. James Harden is fourth. He's behind Giannis. He's behind Anthony Davis, and he's behind Joel Embiid. Hmm. Yeah, but how many how many got how many of them got fifty? Yeah, I mean that in a row. <laughs> that, that was just that was just surprising to me. Like I'm not. It's just surprising well, you know, to me. A, that, common, a common theme is that I think maybe, I think that's a good stat, but a potential skew is notice those are all big men and i'm sure a lot of guys around there are big men so i'd like to see him compared to guards blocking shots yeah he's definitely the highest guard lebron is is tied with him um is lebron 19. a guard i mean he is but is he listed as a guard i so i so here's here's what i heard you say the big men probably and i took it as blocking shots so maybe they mean more defensively because they're a defensive anchor would you call the LeBron defensive anchor? I guess like he's the best defender on the team, but uh, no, LeBron's not a defensive anchor. No, no, not at all. Maybe maybe when he was younger, but yeah, he MB'd, gives up on he gives up on baskets a lot of the time and just wants the ball. Yeah, and Giannis and Anthony Davis are without a doubt defensive anchors, all of them. 
So God, what do you think happens to the Pacers with Olin Depot out? Do you think they just tank? I mean, the the East is pretty weak from six down. They're not finishing in the third seed, that's for sure. Well, that's, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They're gonna get passed by the Sixers. They're gonna get passed by the Celtics. Um that top four is gonna be pretty pretty solid. And I mean that's gonna clearly be the four teams, I think, that are in the uh, Eastern Conference quarterfinals. I mean, I think ultimately they were going to get passed by the the Sixers and the Celtics, no matter what, right? I mean, ultimately. Uh, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. They're playing, they're playing really well. The Celtics, I still don't think they put put together. Do you feel good about the Celt where the Celtics are at right now? Better than they've been playing, I'll tell you that. They're seven sure. and three. Their last ten, so they're starting to kind of get it together so a little deal. bit. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. Pacers were second, second best uh, road team. Yeah, I mean they had a two and a, I mean not even a, yeah they had a two and a half game lead on Boston. That's not I mean, and you got Philly in between yeah, there. That's true. That's true. So I mean we're only what like halfway through the season, give or take a little bit. Yeah, so, a little, little over. Yeah. So I mean it's, but you're right. The, I mean the, is it? It's pretty fluid from top to bottom, but it doesn't seem very competitive. The fact that Charlotte's in there, it just feels wrong. Yeah, I mean the East is just terrible compared to the west the west is going to actually be really fun to see it shake out because if you go to those standings and you look from 11 to four i mean it's a five that's five games yeah that's all that's crazy i mean that's bunched up right there i think the top three teams in the west could stay there rockets might might creep up there we'll see it, based I, I, on how I or what I saw at the Clippers game the other night, they're not playing nearly as well as they had been either. Not, not at all. Yeah, I have I have the Rockets doing nothing but dropping. I don't think they're going up. I don't think they can sustain that. James Harden has his usage rate is thirty nine percent. Holy shit! <laughs> he's touching yeah. the ball, or he's he's getting either a shot or an assist on or or. Missing a shot or missing an assist on forty percent of the their plays, so that's that's crazy. The next highest is Embiid at thirty one, and then Devin Booker thirty. Thirty is generally really really high. Why? Yeah, I feel like that might take years off of Harden's basketball life, but I mean right. he doesn't play that aggressively, so maybe not. He, he gets, doesn't look that tired. He gets hit a lot. Yeah, I guess he does that's not, true. You're right that he does not look tired. He looks like he's got a lot more in the tank. He does. He's done some kind of training that no one knows about. It's the beard. <laughs> got to be the beard. If you shave- don't spend days or minutes shaving, it just adds to your day, right? And you feel refreshed. Sure. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm going. Dude, what's he? The I don't think the Cavs are even the team that's tanking the hardest. I think it's. I think it's probably. Probably the Suns or the Bulls or the Knicks, but the Cavs are really just that bad. I think they're trying to play guys they want to develop. They're just that bad. They're really bad. It's it's incredible. They're yeah. really, really bad. I mean, at this point, they've got to just do this. Speaking of that, the city of Cleveland just in general has taken a pretty big PR hit today, just given everything that's happening with the Browns, plus this garbage-ass team. What it's, happened? Uh, Dude, yeah, they're showing porn in the locker room on accident a couple of times. God dang it! <laughs> I just couldn't can't get out of their own way, man. Oh my god, Josh boy, Josh's boy Baker up there causing trouble. Classic Baker. <laughs> That's why that must have been why he told that one guy he was going to be his daddy. He heard that earlier that day. <laughs> I just can't wait to watch Kitchens cook. It's going to be great. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Kitchens cook with Baker like that. <laughs> Did what was that? I see what you did there. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about right now. But did you watch the uh, commercial with Baker Mayfield and um, Cooper Manning? I don't think I saw that. No. Oh, dude, that was one of the funniest commercials I've ever seen. I'll, I'll send it to you. It's okay, cool. really good. I may Is just not remember it. Younger brother of Peyton? Yes. Yeah. And at one point, um, there was uh, – there was something that Cooper said something to him like you should always trust a man and and, and Baker said yeah maybe your other brothers <laughs> like, they were just talking trash to each other the whole time it was hilarious Love that's it. funny real quick before we go guys what team do you see I guess we could look at both conferences even though the West seems a little more interesting uh, what team do you see that's out of the playoffs right now minus the Lakers because they're the nine seed I think those the Clippers will fall down too so ten and down in the West. 
who do you see making a run and getting getting in the playoffs? Maybe getting a six or seven seed. Minnesota in the West. I was, about to, I was about to say Minnesota. Y'all's boy, uh, y'all's boy is playing well. He is. He's playing out of his Very mind. Very well. Yep. Yeah. Um. He he needed that. He needed he needed a little bit of turmoil in his life. And whether it was Jimmy Butler doing it and then leaving, that might have been good for him. Um. Thibodeau no. getting fired. He needed, obviously great for him. He needed less turmoil in his life, and and Thibodeau getting fired is exactly what he needed. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> he he's young too, so he's he's gonna get better. And maybe you guys are gonna prove me wrong. We'll see. I just want to see how, how much of a of a winner it, he is and how much he wants to win. I don't doubt his talent. I I really want to be right about this because I want Josh and I to die on this hill properly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm definitely right about how good he is. He's he's really good. Yeah. Um, I also Stronger. think that there's no reason why New Orleans shouldn't be in the hunt for the playoffs. Or yeah, that's what that's who I was looking at. Maybe. Yeah. What about in the East? Who do you guys see that's just out of the playoffs right now, making a, a push? As exciting as that may be for the eighth seed in the East, flipping slaughtered by Giannis. Washington. I don't. I don't understand what's wrong with Washington. It should be Washington. It should it, be. Well, Maybe yeah, but talked about it. There's not a team, dude. I don't think that there's a team outside of Boston in the East, Toronto, Boston and Toronto in the East that has more talent than Washington. Yeah, I mean on paper. Yeah, exactly. They just don't play well together. For whatever like, reason, because yeah, Scott so Brooks is there. That's John Wall, <laughs> I was just waiting for Justin to chime in. What'd you say? What'd you say? Scott Justin? Brooks is there. That's why they can't play together. Yeah, Justin's plotting on another, getting another coach fired. <sighs> I don't think I don't think I've ever met anybody that hates Scott Brooks more than me, dude. I really do. Well, I mean, you I really hate reason. his ass, though. That's true. I was calling for that guy to get fired for like five years in OKC. And Everybody, like, what? We keep making the playoffs. We're going to Western Conference Finals. I'm like, you idiots don't know basketball. You've been watching Oklahoma football your whole life and don't know what you're looking at. <laughs> I think but it's I impressive the the run that Brooklyn's been on, to be honest. Yeah, Brooklyn's look good. I think, That's I mean, they're, they're in the playoffs right now. They're a sixth seed, so I think they're going to make it. But, I mean, yeah, they're eight and two in their last 10 games. Uh, the guards that they have, uh, Dinwiddie, and uh, what's my man's name? There, I mean, their guards are playing really uh, well. D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, D'Angelo Russell. Uh, didn't we? Uh, you just got hurt. Yeah, that's devastating for them. Bad, bad news. Oh, is it season ending? His thumb. Oladipo uh, style. Oh, okay. Man, Being this... evaluated for thumb injury, they haven't really given anything yet. This uh, is a ragtag bunch of a team. It really is, and it always is. The names on the net. I mean, we did that last year. I read you the Nets roster, and it was fucking comical. Well, yeah, because they traded away the entire future for a bunch of aging veterans. Danny Ainge ruined Nets basketball for 12 to 15 years. Did he or did the owner, Mikhail Prokhorov, or whatever the hell his name is? Oh, I don't blame him for that. Yeah. The the owner owner did it. I just think it's funny that Danny Ainge was on the receiving side of it. Oh, no doubt about and it. And now I can't figure out how to fucking manage all the talent. You <laughs> want to know who really ruined that franchise? Whenever they first created that franchise, they had Jay-Z come in and design their design their uniforms instead of focusing on freaking basketball. They brought in a sideshow. Don't even get me started ca- on Jay-Z. When they first started that, I was like, this team is going to suck, dude. They don't care about basketball. Justin, they care about Justin's all-time favorite rapper is Jay-Z. No way. <laughs> I hate Jay-Z, man. Dude, he's out there trying to rap about buying property and shit. Come on, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? He's richer than you. He hates, he, dude. It's so fucking ridiculous the way he. It, it's like who can relate to that? There's like yeah. 130 people on the planet that can relate to what you're saying. Take your hard-earned money, invest in property. That's what are we doing here? God. Ugh. Uh, no, I, I just, I can't stand him. But yeah, no, he was involved. He was like a very, very small percentage owner, something like that. No. It was like 0.05% yeah, like, of the team or something. No, it's like 11%. Oh, really? I didn't it's know it was very that high. Yeah. Oh, what, what did you say? I thought you said 25. No, I said it was like 0.05. It was oh, yeah, like, it might be like 1.1 1. 1 maybe. Dude, yeah, it was something like stupid. Yeah, it's small. very low. There's two ones in there somewhere. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, somewhere. I don't know what the decimal point, decimal point is. Good thing I don't ever have to use math in my life. Possibly 110%. <laughs> For a guy who's preaching about investing in property, you would think that uh, he would recognize an NBA team as being a pretty damn good investment and maybe drop more than about 200 grand on it. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck was that? 
Just at least, yeah, at least Jordan put money up to fuck the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least he yeah, put his money where his mouth is. Oh, man. What else we got going all right, on? Guys. I don't know. I'm, that's that's about, about all I can think of NBA news as far. Dude, I really want to see how these teams get drafted, though. Yeah, me I, too. I think, God, I think you could go either way on that. I think whoever gets the most – the shooters is going to win. Whoever gets – Curry, Harden, and Durant will probably win. Or yeah. two Giannis, of those three. Giannis came out and said, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I will draft Russell Westbrook and Joel Embiid if I can. <laughs> Dude, okay, that's one thing I do want to talk about, actually, is Russell Westbrook. Uh, that inter- Did you see his post-game interview after him and Embiid got into it? Yeah. God, I love tell that. Me, tell me about it. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, him and Embiid had a pretty heated exchange. It was a hard foul, nothing crazy, but Russ took it. How I mean, you could take it like that. My, I might have taken it that way. I, I don't know how it felt. He, he got up on the ground after he fell on him. He gave him. A yeah, I mean, he's he's him. a lot bigger of a guy too. So Russ got up as I expected, and and they got into it a little bit. And they were separated. There's a little scuffle, but you know, and B tried to tell him, you know, he's in his feelings, trying to play it cool as normal. And they asked for us, y'all, y'all are y'all are cool, right? It's like fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, he just he's just ready to fight. He's probably giving up 85 pounds in that fight, but he's ready. Dude, I love that. I want to see too. a little bit more of that. Yeah, you know? let's get this eighties, late eighties, early nineties brand of basketball. Yeah, exactly. Just with shooters. Yeah, a little. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. I'm on it. All hey, right, guys. Steph, Steph's in trouble if that happens, though. Yeah, no doubt. He's getting, <laughs> he's getting slit real quick. <laughs> All righty, well, we're gonna wrap everything up. We'll be next. We'll be back next week. Uh, we should be able by that point, hopefully, to talk about the rest of the All Star draft, everything. Like I said, be looking out for the uh, the live show we're going to do that'll be the fallout of the NBA trade deadline. Looking forward to that. And we'll see you boys next week. Looking forward to it. Later. Yeah.